Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial. And on today's podcast, we're going to tackle a question on rollovers, another one on LLC IRAs and limited liability protection. And finally, can you use a loan to buy real estate with your IRA? So three really good questions and I'm excited for today's podcast. So without further ado, let's Get started. First question is from Lisa M. of Jupiter, Florida. Lisa wants to know, I want to roll over funds from my solo 401k plan to my IRA. I'm okay paying tax. Can I do it? Well, Lisa, the answer is maybe. Technically, when you have a 401k plan, you generally need what's called a plan triggering event to move money out of the plan. Generally, a plan triggering event consists of the following acts. Either you leave your job, the plan is terminated, or you reach the age of 59 and a half. Another exception is a hardship. If you can prove economic, medical, or other financial hardships, you can be permitted to take a distribution from the 401k, not a rollover, but a distribution subject to tax, but you can escape the 10% penalty. But if your question is about rollover, generally, if you're over 59 and a half, Lisa, you can do it. If you're under 59 and a half, you're not gonna be able to do it. I know it's frustrating and doesn't seem to make sense since IRAs don't have any triggering event rules when it comes to taking uh, a distribution or doing a rollover, but 401k plans unfortunately do. So if you're leaving your job, that's another triggering event, but generally you're going to have to be over the age of 59 and a half, Lisa, uh, to move the money to the IRA. Even if you're okay paying the tax, it's not gonna matter. Um, if you're okay paying the tax and you need the money, then maybe you can get a hardship, try to uh, certify that you need a hardship distribution with your employer. But if you just want to roll over and fund an IRA, generally, you're going to have to either leave your job or be over the age of 59 and a half. So thanks for that question, Lisa. Really appreciate it. Next question is from Kenneth Y of Birmingham, Alabama. And Kenneth wants to know, can I set up a self-directed LLC? and have the IRA LLC own another LLC for extra limited liability protection? So the answer is yes. And let me kind of set out how this would work. So let's say you set up, IRA sets up LLC one with $100,000 in it, rollover from Fidelity. And then LLC one sets up LLC two as a subsidiary underneath it. And LLC two, let's say buys real estate with $100,000 or maybe that $70,000 and then $30,000 stays in LLC1, and then maybe LLC1 then starts LLC3 or LCC to do another investment. Why do you want to do this? Well, I have a lot of clients that are very you know, creditor protection, limited liability focused, and they want to separate all their assets into separate LLC. So then, God forbid, there's an issue in one of the investments. It's only the creditors can only attack what's in that LLC, not in the other LLC. So if you start off with LLC one and then LLC two, and then you put another asset in LLC three and maybe another one in LLC four, if something happens in LLC two, 
the creditor is generally not going to be able to attack LC one or three or four or five. So you bifurcate the risk, isolate the risk. So I would suggest this, if you are gonna be doing multiple transactions, Kenneth, i.e. I, you're gonna be doing a bunch of real estate or diff different types of investments, maybe private placements, or maybe one for a pre-tax IRA, one for a Roth IRA, separating them out is not a bad idea. But if all you're doing is like one investment or just you know, buying gold or buying cryptos or buying real estate, and that's going to be the only thing you need to do or you want to do, uh, at least in the immediate future, I think setting up multiple LCs is an overkill. I don't think you need the cost. Is there a downside? No. But technically, I just don't think you need to do it. So if you're doing, on the other hand, as I mentioned, multiple transactions, let's say a couple of real estate flips, maybe um, private placement, cryptos, gold or maybe some in a pre-tax IRA, other in a Roth IRA, then separating those assets into different LLCs make a lot of sense. And, and I have a bunch of clients that do that in order to isolate risk. So I uh, hope this answers uh, your question, Kenneth, but it's a really good one. I appreciate it. A third question comes from LinkedIn. And the question is, can I use my IRA trust to fund the down payment on a house that I've private lender set up for the other funds. Example, $200,000 loan. Private lender will fund 90%, 180%. Can I use my IRA funds for the 20,000 portion? The answer is technically yes. And there's a couple caveats. Number one, the loan must be a non-recourse loan. A non-recourse loan is a loan you do not personally guarantee. So if you take a traditional mortgage, that is a recourse loan. That means if you don't pay it, the IRS of the IRS, or I should say the lender can go after you. Who knows about the IRS, but um, the lender can go after you. And that means that's a recourse mortgage. So if you have a mortgage with your house, if you don't pay the mortgage, yes, the lender can go after your house and seize it. But if you still owe money on top of that, because there's not enough equity in your house, they can go after you personally. Whereas a non-recourse loan, it's a loan you do not personally guarantee. And generally the only recourse, the lender would have against you is just to take the property back. They would not be able to go after um, you personally. So if you are required to take a, re a non-recourse loan, which you are in the retirement world, why? 4975C clearly states that you cannot personally guarantee an obligation of your IRA. So you can't personally guarantee it. That means the loan must be a non-recourse loan. So that being said, number one, non-recourse loan. If you work with non-recourse lenders, they're generally going to want you to put at least 30% down. Why? They're taking a greater risk. So they're going to want you to have more equity, more skin in the game. Uh, number two, they're going to charge you a higher interest rate because of the risk profile. So just some things to keep in mind. And then ultimately, if you're using a self-directed IRA to borrow funds, as part of the real estate transaction. The net profits associated with that loan could be subject to a tax known as the Unrelated Business Taxable Income Tax, or UBIT. So in this case, because you're using 90% leverage, and let's say in our example, there's $10,000 of net real estate rental income after depreciation, after all related expenses, 90% of that 10,000 bucks or $9,000 would be subject to the UBTI tax. The 10% wouldn't. But in this example, since you're using so much leverage, that UBTI amount could be quite significant. And the UBTI tax rate, goes as high as 37% in 2022. And you hit that highest percentage very, very quickly or a very low threshold, 
approximately 25,000 or so. So once you're over that threshold, you'll be paying 37% tax on the debt finance portion. On the flip side, if you're only borrowing 5%, the UBTI uh, amount and its impact would probably be negligible, but borrowing 50, 60, 90%, you really need to think hard uh, about doing this investment. You may be better off doing it personally, putting down 20,000 personally. Um, you still may be able to get a non-recourse mortgage, but you wouldn't have to deal with UBIT, okay? And you'd probably be able to get some pass-through losses, uh, at least initially on accelerated depreciation and other types of expenses. So UBIT's a nasty um, tax. It's, it's unknown to, to most of uh, retirement investors. It really doesn't pop up often. There's actually an exception if you're self-employed and have a solo 401k or ultimately a 401k plan, and the 401k plan uses leverage to buy real estate, the loan still has to be non-recourse, but there's an exemption under 514c9 that exempts the leverage income, the income associated with the loan from being subject to UBIT. Whereas if you did that same transaction in a self-directed IRA, it would be subject to the UBIT tax, which can go as high as 37%. So um, the individual asked this question on LinkedIn. Um, be cautious. This may not be the best deal to do in your retirement account because of the application of UBIT. Now, yeah, you may have losses up front and the UBIT only kicks in if you have at least $1,000 in that income. But ultimately, when you sell this property, if the loan's still outstanding, you're going to have to pay UBIT on the gain. So the amount of leverage in this example uh, may make the transaction um, you know, not very tax efficient. And using a retirement account. And in fact, you just may be better off using personal funds for this deal. So again, I'm all about education. I'm not going to tell people uh, that using a self-record IRA um, makes sense or is the right choice in every instance. Sometimes it's not. And this is an example of maybe you're better off using uh, personal funds. So thanks again to um, everyone who sent in questions. I got a long list of questions in queue. So, um, but don't be shy, send them in. You can send your questions in uh, anytime to info at IRA Financial, just say um, ad mail or ask Adam. Uh, you can also hit us up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. You can search IRA Financial or just search Adam Bergman and you can hit me up. Um, that's it. Um, if it's a really good question, uh, I'll move you up to the front of the line, I promise. Uh, I've done that before and I'll do it again. So just because you feel like there's maybe a hundred questions in front of you, don't be discouraged. You can still send in your questions. I will ultimately get to them, but if it's a really good question, uh, I'll get to it um, quicker than you think. So appreciate you guys um, listening. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, thank you as well. And obviously it's a weekly podcast that drops every Thursday. So don't forget to check out next week's pod uh, where I will tackle three really good retirement slash self-directed IRA or 401k questions from super, super smart people. And most of them are IRA financial clients. Well, obviously they're smart. They work with IRA financial. Uh, we have smartest uh, investors out there. So appreciate um, you guys spending some time with me today. Have a great rest of your day and uh, take care.